All right, Ulysses, we continue our player review series, and today we're going to spot the light on reliever Pete Fairbanks. Yes, yes, we are. So get your crazy eyes on for this episode because we're going to talk all about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Also, be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays. Uh, subscribe to all of our podcasting platforms, social media, Instagram, and Twitter, and send us those voice memos and email questions to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's dive into Pete Fairbanks. We'll discuss the good, the bad, his potential future with the team, and give him a final grade for 2022. Ulysses, Pete Fairbanks. Pete Fairbanks, um, just let's get the obvious out of the way. He was terrific, people. Yeah. So uh, if we could just make this whole episode what went well, yeah, a whole lot of things went well for him. Uh, 24 innings pitched, uh, 113 ERA, a FIP of 0.86, a ridiculous, a ridiculous 43.7 K rate to only a 3.4 walk rate. He was a 1.2 F4 player in only 24 innings. Just impressive. An ERA plus of 327, a 327. That is so disgusting. It's 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 incredible. Um I if I have to pick one thing that makes me happy that he worked on uh, what 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 did I always complain with Pete Fairbanks, Kevin? Um, the leadoff walk and just the sometimes we'd see the control and or command issues with him. A hundred percent. And there was a massive drop in the walk rate. And that was 100% the key of his success in 2022. I mean, look at the walk rates from his years past, 10.1%. 12%, 11.1%. It was at 3.4%. 3.4. Yeah. I mean, that's just a massive, massive improvement. And we all thought that this was the, the type of player that he could be, but it wasn't going to happen with the lead off walks, the traffic on the basis. It was never going to happen. This year, he really, maybe this was his homework during um, mm-hmm. rehabbing, which we will get into in the next segment. But this was a massive improvement that you could see how we could lead to really good numbers um, for, for him this year. Yeah, clearly the Rays trusted him in important situations and scenarios because he tied the team lead and saves. Yes, only eight, but let's also consider that Pete Fairbanks missed the first three and a half months of the year due to a lat injury, uh, which I guess that that kind of blows uh, 
the gasket on uh, my bat or what went wrong for Pete Fairbanks. But yeah, so um, that, and, and you mentioned the strikeout rate and the walk rate with Pete Fairbanks. That is very reminiscent of Nick Anderson, 2019, 2020 numbers. And again, Pete Fairbanks, uh, power pitcher to the max at six foot six, he's going to give you that 9,900 mile an hour fastball. And then, uh, you know, he'll do that basically 60% of the time and then work the slider off that 38 to 40% of the time. And, um, you know, I, I think we had always hoped or, or had the impression that Pete Fairbanks with his intensity, his demeanor, his presence, his stuff, that he looks like a closer that was, you know, built, developed, and fostered in a test tube. If you were to say, okay, who's the closer on the race? Who's the most intimidating uh, relief pitcher on the race? You just point to and look at Pete Fairbanks and crazy eyes and his size and everything. So hopefully this is a, a turning point for him, assuming he can stay healthy for a full season, that he is that de facto or most relied upon closer for the race. No longer do the Rays have Nick Anderson. No longer do they have JT Chagall. Yeah, they've got other solid guys in that bullpen, but that might also be a little premonition for Pete Fairbanks to really need to step up. And um, let me also add this, just um, a little uh, pontificating here about Pete Fairbanks. Uh, He's been around for a little bit now with the Rays since 2019, since the Rays traded Nick Solak uh, for him uh, with the Rangers. That's a pretty, pretty, uh, and I mean, we, we can even fast forward to, you know, yeah, he's most likely going to be on the team in 2023, but um, pretty solid longevity there for a relief pitcher um, in Pete Fairbanks. And I think that the Rays have absolutely gotten the better end of the deal because Nick Solak is basically a, a replacement level infielder uh, for the Rangers. Doesn't provide all that much uh, where Pete Fairbanks has certainly had major, major moments and impact for this team over the years. Yeah. I, I, I love that you bring that because the, Nick Anderson in 2019, when you make that comparison, I, I, I think I've said this in one of the episodes uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about him uh, no longer being with the team. That 2019, I, I, I will forever have those numbers in, ingrained in me, 41 strikeouts and two walks. That was, that was what he did, uh, Nick Anderson, that, that year. This year, again, in only 24 innings, um, Pete Fairbanks had how let me Connor 38 strikeouts and three walks. I mean, so close to to just being uh, as as good as Nick Anderson was. Uh unreal, unreal season by 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 Pete Fairbanks and when you talk about what is that 29 10 1 2 already four seasons with the Rays for being a reliever that's that's pretty massive and and I think yes. They knew that the, the the ceiling was there. They just had to unlock it, and he had to unlock it himself. Again, it's not that the Rays are magicians by any means. They're really good at effective communication. I think that's if we try to just bear it down. They find something, they see something, and then they have to communicate it in a way that the player will respond well to it, uh, mm-hmm. that they will understand it. 
That's the biggest key. I mean, you don't think the Yankees have that information. You don't think other uh, the Dodgers have that. Of course they have that information. It would be ludicrous to say that the Rays only have this thing. But what they're really good at is that communication to the players. Yes. That's where they make the money. And people really sometimes don't realize that, that that's the secret sauce um, that the Rays have. So they did that. They did that with Pete. Pete listened. And also the other side of that is you can only be you, you can only have effective communication if from the other side you're being heard, you're being listened to, and you're being understood. And Pete Fairbanks right. did all those things and then put them to work. And this year he kind of unlocked himself. And, uh, you know, it's not only the the walk rate, the, the left on base uh, percentage, which is my favorite stat to look at uh, for mm-hmm. a while now on pitchers, 89% the strand rate. I mean, that is so, so good. Nine, almost 90%. Yeah. So essentially 90% he will strand them. The, the the runners on base that that's that's so that's so fantastic on a reliever especially one that will have high leverage situations and you want to strand runners because you're probably in a one or two run game um, in a later inning that's when you want to yeah. strand those runners so terrific stat by him and the last thing I think we should definitely point out that he continues to drop the home rate per nine rate as well as the exit velocity. So he's just becoming even more dominating. And it's not like he's shifting what he does. He's a fastball slider pitcher, fastball 63% of the time, slider 37% of the time. So it's not like he's revolutionizing who he is, but it's right. just he's better at commanding and controlling the strike zone. And when you're throwing 99 at the top and then throwing that mean slider to go with it that 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 has late movement and late sharp movement to the to, to the ground it's it's nearly unhittable when he's when mm-hmm. he's going well yeah and the slider almost looks like a 12-6 curveball in in some instances and being able now to throw that in the zone for strikes i think is definitely something that helps him as well and i'm glad you brought up the communication piece because i think that's something that uh, not a, enough industries or baseball organizations do is you know they might have the analytics folks and the coaches and and the players they might have you know all the pieces but making sure that everybody is on the same page and can understand and digest and uh, know what's being told to them uh, it's it's a very 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 underrated part of uh, anything and everything I'll say um, which actually that kind of ties in with the uh, not necessarily what went wrong with Pete Fairbanks, but what maybe could go wrong with him uh, this upcoming season. Before we get to that, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. We're talking football, basketball, soccer, esports, and more. It is all available at betonline.net. Heck, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. We all know that. So head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Now, before we get into what went wrong with Pete Fairbanks, kind of going back to the communication piece, something that maybe could affect him 
and the rest of the bullpen in 2023 and maybe beyond is the fact that Stan Borowski is no longer a part of that group as a coach because he provided a lot of leadership and instruction and communication and brought together uh, a group that could at times be loose and unfocused and basically harping the message of attack the strike zone. You have good enough stuff, attack the strike zone. And I think that is something that will need to continue to be reinforced and whoever, you know, I think they've already named the coach, whatever, but whoever the replacement for Stan Borowski needs to make sure uh, he builds a rapport with Pete Fairbanks and others and make sure that he can garner their trust and, uh, and simplify some of the data and information that is coming in. So I'll just leave it like that uh, as far as that point goes. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it, I, a loss like Stan is, is definitely going to hurt f- for, for the team, but just to play devil's advocate, everybody and their mother and grandmother and grand uncles loved, could not get enough of Jim Hickey. Jim Hickey was the pitching yeah. whisperer. My goodness, we will never be as lucky as having Jim Hickey. Kyle Snyder came in. And then now what do what people, oh, my goodness, Kyle Snyder mm-hmm. is the pitching whisperer. So I understand Stan yeah. is a great loss, but I think the race, again, the secret sauce is knowing how to communicate well and effectively. And I think they hire people, especially in the roles where they have to communicate well, that is one of the biggest strengths for those positions. Those people that are yeah. hired and put in those situations know how to do that very well. No, I think that's definitely one of the Ray's strong suits is uh, hiring the right people, whether it be scouts or coaches. Um, clearly, as you can see, other organizations trying to pluck those guys away constantly and continuously. So they obviously have a, a pipeline and uh, they know who to target for which position. So I'm sure they'll be uh, settled in just fine. It might just take a little uh, bit of uh, growing pains and adjustments there. But as far as the negatives or what went wrong with Pete Fairbanks um, this past season, the only thing I really have is, as I mentioned or alluded at the top, is uh, missing those first three and a half months due to a lat injury. And then uh, in the postseason, he had that right index finger numbness. And this is kind of bringing about a larger maybe issue is uh, can he stay healthy and effective and productive for an entire season? We know in 2021, he had that right shoulder inflammation and he threw 42 innings and going back to his past, he's one of those uh, two Tommy John surgery guys. So that is my big concern. My big red flag for Pete Fairbanks uh, in 2022 and going beyond is can he deliver 60 to 65 innings without falling apart? And I think that's the 2023 goal for him. Can I stay healthy for the whole season? Um, yeah. now that I've put in this type of season, I know it's only 24 innings. Um, but if he can stay healthy and provide these same results, you're looking at, you know, podium type of of kind of uh, pitcher if he puts up these numbers kevin he's there talked about with edwin diaz and manuel classe and pete fairbanks like that's the kind of company he will keep if he is able to post up 60 plus innings because 24 innings is is nice and great but 
you can't you can't be relied upon, you know. And so that we're in the negative segment, and that's a negative. If if you can't be relied to be a high leverage guy for the majority of the season, regardless of injuries, and it and they have been different types of injuries. So it's not like one thing that he hasn't really gotten checked out or he hasn't right. really gotten well for. It's it's been a couple of different things. And the two Tommy John, we've heard, we've talked about that. You know when when will it be that in baseball? You know, it used to be one Tommy John like a lot. Now we're seeing two Tommy Johns. Like, will there be a time in baseball where now we see three Tommy Johns as 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 normal as we see two Tommy Johns? You know, I know I know Johnny yeah. Venters might be a guy that had three Tommy Johns. I, I don't remember. I don't recall the other guys, but it, it's it's insane. And again, the Rays do take the high risk, high reward with those guys. Drew Rasmussen being another two Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Um, pitchers. So I, I think you you nailed it right there with the negative being primarily the health aspect with Pete. But if I want to nitpick just to just to nitpick, because this is this isn't really a negative. It's just more of a question for the front office, which I know uh, listens to the show. Only well, he was only used more than one um, than one inning at an appearance this whole season. So my question is, is it because he was coming back from injury? Is it because they might not think he is an effective up and down kind of guy? Is it because they were saving bullets? What was the reason? Because you, if you used him that one time, I believe it was a, oh gosh, I had it written down and I forgot. I think it was a September game that he was used, early September game for I think an inning and a third. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're able to use him one time, what prevents you from using him like that a second or a third time? Why was that game so important that you needed to use him like that, but not later in the season? So that for me kind of triggered like a, a question mark, like, huh? So just one time you used him differently than other times, and it wasn't in the playoffs. It was just a random game. Like, what made that game so special yeah. that you completely went outlier on him? You don't want to miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we can recommend. Uh, you can get 50% off any new Simply Safe system by going to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. That's S I M P L I. S-A-F-E dot com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. And by the way, this is their biggest discount of the year. So be sure you check that out. So are you suggesting that the Rays should extend him to more than a one-inning guy? Or you're just wondering why in that particular situation they used him for more than one inning? The latter. I'm wondering why, because like if if out of 24 or so outings that he had, only one he was used differently. What made that time oh, so yeah. differently? Was there no fresh arms in the bullpen, and you really needed one extra? It just it's odd. You only used yeah. it for an inning. Why was that day so darn special? And if you're telling me, well, there weren't any fresh arms in the bullpen, and you didn't know that, okay? Because as a fan, you don't know who has aches and pains. Fine. But one stinking inning? One, one out? Not even one one inning. One out? 
Why? Why was that so? That was so peculiar. Are you were you trying to maybe see if he could respond well to that so that you could use him like that during the playoff run that never was? I don't know. Right. I want to know. Yeah, maybe there was a, a lefty on deck or, you know, maybe those first three outs. I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation is per se, but maybe you got those first three outs with, you know, six pitches and that, that fourth batter, that, that fourth out, it took him another eight pitches. So I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's a, an answer to that question, but, um, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, uh, continuing to use Pete Fairbanks, uh, in one inning. And, and, you know, if there comes a time where if you have to use them back to back days, so be it. Um, and, and that kind of brings us to the future with Pete Fairbanks. Um, the Rays, of course, uh, not surprisingly, tendered him a contract for a million and a half dollars. So whether he goes to arbitration or takes that figure, uh, something tells me he's going to be a part of the Rays in 2023. But my question leads more towards, uh, do you... Ulysses see Pete Fairbanks leading the team in saves. I think it would be a tremendous change of pace for everybody to know the roles. I know people say it doesn't matter. Everybody can get a save. You got to save. You got to save. And it's been quirky and it's been nice and it's been okay. But really, I think a guy with his talent and the season that he put up, I don't yeah. think you, you, you waste that. I, I think you, you give him the ninth, give him the ball. And he's that guy. Yeah. And, and also the Rays, that would be a, a change of pace for sure. And he could technically, even if they do the creativity of, Hey, we're going to have 10 different guys get saves that he still could obviously lead the team in saves. I guess it, it follows up to that. Do you see him getting only, you know, it, it also depends on if he stays healthy and in, in the number of innings that he pitches. Do you see him as a guy that gets only 15 saves or a guy that gets 25 plus saves in 20? If he's healthy, if he's healthy and the Rays are good. Yeah. I think he, you could see him go plus 20 saves uh, plus 25 saves would be fantastic. Cause that means that he's staying healthy. He's getting those chances. I, I would like to see that. That would be a really good thing for for yeah. for him. It'd also be great to see him uh, get uh, get you know fifty five to sixty innings pitched. That would also be uh, really nice too. With that, um, again, there's no JT Shaquall, there's no Nick Anderson. Andrew Kittredge is hurt, so it it really is Pete Fairbanks, Jason Adam, and. Uh, Brooks Raley and I guess, you know, JP Fireyes and that, that are kind of leading the, the ship, so to speak. Um, all right. So uh, we've, we've gotten through a, a lot of Pete Fairbanks here. I guess it's a great time. Uh, red marker, red pin time. Uh, what are you giving Pete Fairbanks with the numbers he put up and also um, the health or lack thereof for him as well? I, I, this is as close as a, a tremendous season. The only thing was he made his debut in mid July. So, and that was through yeah. health issues. So I understand my people might not want to take that into consideration. We do in these player reviews, you got to post up. That's just part of the game. If we're using it as a positive, then we got to use it as a negative. And we use it as a positive for Yandy Diaz posting up and Randy Rosarena and Taylor Walls posting up. Pete didn't post up. 
then again, his numbers were terrific. So it's not like I'm going to give him a horrible grade. I'm going to give him an A plus a 98. Okay. I'm giving him, uh, also an A, but an A minus because I do put a lot of weight on the health and availability factor. Uh, so whatever the highest a minus grade is, you know, whether that's a 92, 93, depending on what school you go to, uh, that's what, uh, I'm giving, uh, Mr. Pete Fairbanks. Now, if he had contributed, you know, 40 innings, uh, you know, say he missed, um, a month and a half instead of three and a half months, then I would of course been, uh, more generous to him at the very least at the very end of the day, a terrific, terrific season and the best season that we've seen from Pete Fairbanks in a raise uniform. And hopefully that we will continue to see that in 2023 and beyond. So there it is, Pete Fairbanks. Uh, he can, uh, he can, uh, download this episode and, uh, put it in a, in a scrapbook, uh, Sure, he'd be happy about that. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.